Hello, I'm Jeremy Eden. I'm Dan Eden. And I'm Katie Eden. Oh, oh? shit! <laughs> and this is 90 Under 90. 90 movies. Under 90 minutes. Five No, ladies and gentlemen, we do not have a long lost sister. <laughs> Congratulations, Dan and Katie. Thank you. New, uh, your recent, not your new, your recent marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you That's are right. uh, officially. Weds. We you got are... married. We got it. We got it on our anniversary, June 10th. We went to Colorado. Right. We went to Denver and then we went to St. Mary's Glacier, which is 10,000 feet up a mountain above Denver. Yep. And we got mm-hmm. altitude sickness <laughs> yep. and it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But we got married. We did. Congrats. That's fantastic. Welcome to the family officially, Katie. So excited. And uh, before we get too far off the rails here, today on our show, clocking in at 80 minutes, we are talking about 2017's XX, directed in various parts by Roxanne Benjamin, Karen Kusama, Annie Clark, now known as St. Vincent on IMDb, just so you know, uh, Jovanka Vukovic or Vukovic, not sure. My apologies if uh, that's incorrect. And Sofia Carrillo or Carrillo doing the, uh, I believe, the animation and the, the in-betweens, the wraparounds, if you will. Uh, this right. is an anthology film. No, mm-hmm. we're, we, we're, we are not of the belief that uh, women are incompetent and need for women to direct a movie. They all directed various segments wonderfully. Because uh, I liked this movie. I'm not even going to bury the lead. Mm, right. Really? Well, first of all, my mind's a little blown here. I had to Google uh, St. Vincent's real name. Annie so, Clark. Yeah, that's crazy that she uh, directed one of these segments. Because uh, I know her music way more than her filmmaking here. Yeah. So that's interesting. I, I was completely unaware that she did music. So some <laughs> listeners may be like, yeah, we know St. Vincent. And I'm just like, just so you know, she changed her name. I don't know. You might not find her under Annie Clark. Crazy. Um, which segment did she do? I don't know. Off the we'll top have to look that up. But... Just closed IMDb. Let me see which uh, one she did specifically directed by... Uh, she did the birthday cake. Or the birthday party? Uh, on IMDb it says the birthday cake, but oh, uh, yeah, I think yeah. it's called the birthday party. I think it is the birthday party. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what else blew my mind? Not to like, but, like, I went to Columbia College, Chicago, and I met some future filmmakers in 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 America mm-hmm. in Hollywood, and um, one of which is the first AD of this segment. Actually, his name's Sam Shapson. Mm-hmm. I took a few classes with him, worked on a couple projects with him, I believe. And uh, it was cool to see, like, I was like, wait a second, because I actually looked at the credits mm-hmm. after the movie. I was like, I was like, Sam, I didn't know that guy. 
And I looked it up, and uh, he, not only has he worked on uh, XX, he's worked on uh, some some music videos that I've like I've watched plenty of. Uh, so I thought that was really cool. So Very cool. my mind's awesome. blown in this experience here. Um, having cool. said that, I don't I can't say that I enjoyed this movie as much as you, Jer. Oh, it's frustrating as fuck. I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> but like also just very gripping at times yeah I, yeah. I especially that first segment i was like mm, yeah in, intently watching the entire time as a, obviously yeah. getting frustrated by the end yeah as a father that must be like horrifying if your your kids just stop eating and just become emaciated looking you know yeah. as, as a father what's horrifying would be if i stood up and was like god damn it you're gonna eat this food like, <laughs> like screaming at the boy like yeah. Who did he look like to you, Jer? God, I was trying to think the whole time. Like, what does this guy look like to me? And I don't know. As soon as you say it, I'm gonna. Oh, he looked like he looked like a really handsome Brett McKenzie slash, uh, like Richard Armitage, I think. uh, Who you know, he's in certain things. He's in Ocean's Eight. But like, uh, you don't agree about that? I don't know. Maybe he looked like he could maybe be like. David DeSmolchin's cousin or something like that. Oh, shit. <laughs> Man, and maybe if David DeSmolchin was... It, uh, honestly, you know what he looks like? He looks kind of like like what Charlie Corsmo might look like now. Oh, like, shit. If he, if he was still acting instead of uh, being a professor somewhere, if I'm not mistaken. Sure. Wherever he, whatever he does. Teaching. But um, we, we like Corsmo. Let's, let's, go, let's go over the segments here. We've got um the box the box box. Uh we've got the birthday which hang on now like this movie's made in 20 fucking 17 they make them this short called the box how the fuck do you (laughs) like you're just asking for brad pitt memes non-stop what's in the box yeah i thought you were gonna say uh because by this point the box with cameron diaz and james marsden the richard kelly movie had already come out and that movie we watched recently for the first time that movie's stupid and weird yeah it's weird i I did get vibes about that yeah Yeah. with the guy especially like the weird guy with the box Yeah. yeah both have weird guys with boxes right uh, and then after the birthday party, you've got uh, was it the don't fall or don't don't, don't fall don't fall, and then the last one is the well, there's two more. Then there's the her only living son, uh huh, mm-hmm. and then there's the birthday party. Well, I already said the birthday party. That's the second one in the in the movie, right? Uh, I don't remember the order of them honestly because I, I, I believe it's uh it's it's box then birthday then don't then son and then mm-hmm. you got those wraparounds with that look like a tool music video <laughs> like I was just waiting for <laughs> it's these stop motion creepy dolls that would fit right into like a, a 90s grunge uh, definitely a tool video uh, and they are quite creepy and creative. Mm-hmm. It's it's that it's that creepy stop motion where it's like, it, it, you uh-huh. know, there's frames missing, you know, or like they, they did not shoot as many photos as Nightmare Before Christmas or Cor- Corpse Bride. They're not trying to make it look fluid. They're trying to make it look jaggedy and creepy as would fuck. You, would, were you going to say something no, about that? No. Would you guys say that there's an arc to the wraparound, to these tool music videos? I yeah, didn't I think so. I didn't pay enough attention to. What would you say, Katie? Um, yeah, I think so. Uh, the house with the legs is trying to bring life to the girl. 
She's trying to search. Yeah, there's some yeah. weird like uh, exper- like Frankenstein yeah, necromancy definitely. going on that involves humans being like a, a little girl, like a real life, like little 10 year old being shot with these stop motion creepy toys. And she's supposed to be a corpse that's being brought to life by them sewing like a, I think a piece into her body or something. Yeah, a bird into her, like where her heart very was. creative, like Marilyn Manson-y, gothic <laughs> uh, But I think the one that I liked the most was, because I don't want to, I can't go over all of them, but the one that sticks out the most to me is they have an apple as a beating heart, and which, mm. with, which each beat, mm-hmm. uh, it's a different apple that yeah. they jump cut to. I thought that was mm-hmm. so cool. And then they it that rots, was. and they, they leave it with mm-hmm. the, mm-hmm. they must have left it in like this diorama, like display that the camera kind of zooms into. But they must have left it for a long time with maggots because it looks like some. It's got yeah. some real bugs going on, real yeah. gross stuff. I think so. it, they, they need the fucking eye of Agamotto, and they could have just reversed it. <laughs> <laughs> that part was cool with the apples. Mm-hmm. I liked it. But then, like the movie ends pretty suddenly, and it is a like. Honestly, there's like usually right at the top of uh, each of these episodes, we're like, we have to go over the controversy of whether or not it's a 90 minute movie or not. There's no mistaking it. This is a, what, an 80 minute movie? 80 minutes, yep. So th- I wonder if the filmmakers were restricted to strictly 20 minutes, mm. you know? Mm. I don't know. I feel like. Uh, you know, I don't know. I think that's just the nature of anthology movies, because you're, you're like each segment is its own complete story that is going to be shorter so like i don't think it's as easy to pace it um so that you know i don't know maybe you're right maybe they did say though a filmmaker wants to get indulgent and says like i think this warrants a 50 minute short and they're like no dude it has to be there's a rule equality on this i'm sure they probably (laughs) it's probably a max so yeah yeah, maybe it was like you can have 20 minutes maybe it was like 25 minutes you know here on 90 under 90 we love conjecture (laughs) speculation i'm just gonna say there was a strict rule between them specs and cons we love on 90 under um but it ends suddenly this ends with the little girl that i mentioned the little corpse girl she does come to life she gives like the toy the creepy thing a look Mm -hmm. and then just cuts to the credits yeah um if they wanted to make this like a running series like let's say the vhs movies i say right on like i was saying to katie like i love the idea of an anthology female directed horror movie just the execution of just about damn near all of these (laughs) in my opinion uh, was lacking i think my favorite was the last segment the the living boy one Mm. uh i think uh karen kusama i think is how you pronounce it i'm not it might be Kusama, but uh, she did the movie The Invitation, mm-hmm. which we yeah. watched with our movie club with Charlie Wine, which is yeah. awesome. She is uh, totally like, and and then Saint Vincent's doing so, like, like apparently. <laughs> so like, yeah, like like you were saying, it's competently directed. It's just I don't know. Maybe it was the scripts. Uh, uh, maybe it was I, a crunch. But I'll tell you what I like about this is that like, I liked how there was like, not. It wasn't really about jump scares. It wasn't really about like gore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's that you know, and it and it also in you know for the most part, first one maybe aside, but like there wasn't really a lot of like psychological horror. It's just like I, I mean I wouldn't describe even that first segment as a horror segment necessarily. No. Because it's like it's really like. Well, it's, uh, I would trauma. say it's like, uh, I would say it's uh, Lovecrafty and horror, horror mm, and you almost, have, you have yeah. no idea what's in that box, yeah. and and it's like um, 
reminded me a bit of this, the music video for Just by Radiohead. It's everybody lying on the pavement. Everybody's walking by. They say, why are you laying on the pavement? And the music video, they don't. They, they lean in, they whisper, they tell the person in the music video, suddenly everybody's laying on the fucking pavement. You don't know why everyone's <laughs> laying on the pavement at that video. It's frustrating but very cool and creative, and that's exactly how you're left feeling at the end of the box because it's uh, very open-ended. Yeah. How, wh- I mean, how do you interpret this segment overall? I I. I don't have an interpretation because it was that frustrating. I, I mean, like, let's go over it. So, yeah, let's I mean, we well, yeah. might as well fucking do it. Let's do it. <laughs> the first segment is the box and it does open. There's just a few setups in this short. It's family at the table. It's families just kind of in the other room dealing with Christ in crisis mode. Mm-hmm. And then emaciated kid just kind of off on his own looking blankly. And, and But it starts with them on a train. Right. It's the woman, and it's around Christmas time, and she's taking her two kids, um, mother, er, a daughter and son, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. little ones, uh, out Christmas shopping. Yeah, yeah. They're going home, and um, they sit next to this weird, creepy guy with a hat and a box. Mm-hmm. Um, and a fucked up eye. I don't know what's going yeah. on yeah, with his eye. Yeah. He looks like he's got a glass eye or something like that, but it ain't a good one. Like It's, <laughs> like, it's just a fucked up eye. It, it's definitely weird. <laughs> it's, it's in the box. Frank Langella, spoilers, was a representative for the aliens, Mm-mm. I believe, who wanted to understand human culture better. Now, mm-hmm. in this, they don't explain it. It's it's a guy. He does have a fucked up eye. He's sitting on the train, and the little boy makes the mistake of, of asking the guy what's in the box. Yeah. The guy, innocently enough, shows the boy, uh-huh. and he says it's okay to the mother. Oh, yeah. And then he kind of lifts it briefly. We don't see it. Nobody sees it. Uh, except for the boy, and the boy seems affected by this. He just goes quiet. He's like the guy gets up and, down and leaves next he stop. Is disturbed. Yeah. It is the definition of disturbed. Very, <laughs> very cool setup for mm-hmm. uh, like an anthology horror thriller, whatever you want to call it. Short, <laughs> and I do want to say emphasize short. You could expand this into a feature, but you better tell us what's in the box and you better make it interesting. Yeah. You know? I can't imagine this movie being interesting for any longer than it actually was. <laughs> this story. But that's the the problem with it. And this is where it ends here is it's a beautiful setup to a story. And that's all it is to, to me. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. I think um, I think it goes through with it. Well, um, uh, up until like oh, we see the boy refusing to eat for like days ultimately that's what happens yeah and, and it's it's just like we just watched fucking disclosure uh we need to do a snow asap <laughs> but uh they they structure it like the shining like monday tuesday wednesday sure. thursday yeah but yeah. it's actually more justified in this than fucking disclosure yeah, I, think, with, I think it's justified <laughs> with, yeah with michael douglas um but fucking so monday the kid won't eat okay fine tuesday though Kid won't eat fucking two days in a row. This family has just the most prepared meals I've ever seen in my (laughs) life. They're just like, I don't know what the father does for a living, but I'm going to guess he's a professional chef. It's his, um, and also, yeah, the, the, the number of items on the table is odd because <laughs> yeah. there's like at least five corn on the cobs in that uh, bowl at one point the sheer oh. volume of food they, they all look delicious mm-hmm. i'll say 
it, it I get the impression that this is an affluent white family and mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. have their meals structured and they probably don't cook more than half of them. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking here. Yeah, definitely. Because it is a lot of takeout. And they have a maid prepare that maybe? Or? Yeah, maybe. But they have a lot of takeout in it. And I think a big reason is because the boy stops eating and they want to tantalize him with yeah. his favorite food. So by yeah. by day three of him not eating, the dad's like, OK, we like spaghetti, dude. That, that's <laughs> your favorite. They make spaghetti, spaghetti for him. Mm-hmm. Buddy, you love a plate of spaghetti for four. <laughs> with <laughs> It's your favorite meal. You love carbo loading, son. You got the big wrestling tournament. I gave uh, you literally every meatball that <laughs> mom made. And now, meanwhile, as these days go by, the mom. Now, how would you describe the portrayal of this mother? I would say she's a little not in, indifferent, maybe uh, ambivalent toward I, this son yeah. starving. I, it yeah. seems like it's it's um the roles should almost be reversed, honestly, yes. because a mother would naturally be much more concerned about the boy than the father would. The father would be yeah. the one making up the excuses. Like, it's probably just this. It's probably that. I wouldn't worry too much about yeah. it. Agreed. And the mother would be like, no, I think we should take him to the doctor. I don't know the choice, the reason for the choice yeah. of playing it the other way. Yeah. Except to give the, like a woman, something more interesting to play, I guess, I, you know, like, so they're, they're in and of itself is an answer that I'm totally fine with. I have to think, I have to believe as an audience member, because this is a female centric anthology horror movie made by women from the perspective of women, that they're trying to tell us something that we have to mine for in this short. And, and, and the big key scene is she has a dream about midway through this short where she wakes up on the table and yeah. her family is consuming her. Right. Now, this is after the boy whispers in the daughter's ear what he found in the box. That's right. Mm-hmm. The mom witnesses this, but she does not learn herself. She, she says, what did what did he say to you? Nothing. That's what you that's what she gets. Yeah. And then eventually the dad gets he gets told what it was mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he says, oh, it was nothing. Yeah. And that's all we're given. But then she has the dream after the dad's told. Yeah. yeah. And it's about them consuming. Yeah. They're part of her leg eating her like she's on the table they're mm-hmm. like carving in her and i i think you said this dan like that's where it should end and i agree i think it would the make <laughs> it would make more sense that way yeah it would be about like a family consuming the mom i could even, even tell you what he was being whispering strong i don't know in that version the, yeah. and he's saying like i can no longer eat anything but human flesh mm-hmm. he tells that to the sister and somehow that catches on and then the dad i guess in a super empathetic way <laughs> says, okay we're on <laughs> but yeah. like that's to me i can make more sense of that than what we get in this it's true yeah but yeah. It, it continues after that it does what happens because yeah she's she's not actually on the table yeah, alive all the, the way that's the other thing too is that she's smiling when they're eating her leg that is, I think there's a lot to I take from that, this. Yeah. There's a lot to take from this scene, but also, and we'll wrap it up here like this, this short, because I want to get to the last line I think is very telling is, well, so she, yeah. Hang yeah. on, actually, because I just, this, this could Please. be another interpretation here. Yeah. Like it, it could be the mother being like, I am worried about my, fa-. I mean, I don't think that this is it, but this is another interpretation. The mother is worried about the family and would be happy if, they would even just eat her leg. Like I would happily give my leg if it would just give you something. There is, there is something to be said about that. I think uh, the sacrifice that, that especially a mother. And I think the mom, mom, 
is uh, mothers i think are most conscious of that would you say yeah definitely the, the amount of sacrifice that they and give that towards their children to and their well. family yeah we're all aware of it and they are too and i think there is something to be said there jer i just don't think it's a cohesive idea or story overall yeah, I, yeah. I, well, whatever it is the presentation of whatever <laughs> concept yeah. they're trying to get across mm-hmm. is not completely clear if, yeah, it, if yeah. it ended with her not a dream offering up her body and they graciously do accept for whatever reason because of that box yeah. i accept that because then i say this story is about what a mom's willing to do for yeah. her family uh, agreed yeah. sure instead yeah. <laughs> instead however Subsequent scenes like Thursday, Friday, the kid, mm-hmm. I don't know what they're doing. I think it's computer. The kid, yeah. he's skin and bones. The daughter is he starting to get freaky. skin and bones. The dad is starting to get skin and bones. Yeah. And they, At first, it's yeah. just really just shitty eye makeup, you know? Yeah. Right, just, oh, right. Yeah. You make his eyes look like my eyes, and that makes him look emaciated. But I think um, I think they, like, in computer effects, they, like, took out a chunk of the kid's face. No, by the end, yeah, yeah he definitely yeah. looks thinner than that boy would have been allowed to get you yeah know, like, right. there's no method acting for child actors like that yeah no and then there's no and there's no makeup for this either no it's way. like they yeah. they take out a chunk of his face and it like and his like neck and he like yeah. it looks really good like it looks creepy yeah and there and what's really what really adds to it is that uh, it, it does start with a voiceover and it ends with a voiceover it's kind of unnecessary yeah. but she says um we did have christmas and you know what everybody was really happy and it's like these kids who are skin and bones like from thinner yeah and they're opening their gifts and having a great holiday. And the dad is now brainwashed like them. Yeah. And he's, uh, you know, got a blanket on and he's graciously opening gifts. And the mom is just kind of indifferent yeah, about the whole thing. Watching it with she's drinking her coffee. And like, there's definitely something to take from this. And like, you guys will have to be the judge after watching this. But yeah. um, it ends with her. And, and, and there's two things. One is in the middle of the this short, the dad says, how can you continue to eat when our kids are starving? And the mom has no problem, right? Mm-hmm. And then the last line of the, the movie in the voiceover is, I'm hungry. I don't know what to take from that. Is that yeah. the apathy of a mother while her family dies? Uh, obviously, but what else, you know? Not that I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either, but that's it. That's the short. Yeah. yeah. And it is very frustrating to the point where it went into the animation and again. And I was like, yeah. so they, w- this isn't part of it, right? This, this, no, that's the animation. <laughs> are they going to double back to this at the end? Like, are they going to come back? Yeah. To, and no, that's it. Nope. That's all you do get. You, do you guys like, uh, you guys have probably seen enough anthologies and there's, in probably 90% of those is a runner. Do you guys like the idea of a runner to kind of sew it all together? I kind of do, yeah. Well, what do you mean? Give me an example. Um, <laughs> well, our buddy Neil Fisher's Dead Girls has a wraparound segment in which uh, he kind of makes the whole theme of the movie cohesive by making it about two zombie girls who are possessed, and one possesses the other and creates an army of zombie girls that uh, spans throughout the three the so I, portions. Let me, I, I just, let me just put this in terms that make sense to me. Are mm-hmm. you asking, do I like the stuff like in early Treehouse of Horrors that like yeah. – Tied yeah. the segments together. Sure. Yes, I, I do like that. As yeah. opposed to just here's yeah. a segment, here's a segment, here's yeah. a segment. Mm-hmm. I don't, yeah, four room style. Like I, I do like that kind that more than yes. just you know flat cold presentation. I do too. Yeah. It makes it feel like a more complete meal. <laughs> and for this one, it's it's pretty thin with these stop motion things. But I do appreciate the the artistry to it. I will say. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Now, the, se- the first segment was, I would say, loosely Kubrick. I'd say this next segment is loosely Hitchcock. Um, just the very act of a very human problem, dark, disposing of a body uh, during a party. Very ropey, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's, um, it it's very... I, I almost wish that the movie allowed it to be more of a comedy because it's a very black comedy yeah. segment. Yeah. I just wish it was allowed to be more period because yeah. <laughs> it really does feel like an incomplete meal. Sorry, Sam Shapson. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure you're doing great work. This was the one he was first AD on and it's not easy being a first AD, <laughs> a lot of babysitting, but so here it's about Rose from right. manly man, right. man, Melanie Linsky, <laughs> who's great. She's in this, mm-hmm. um, and she this I like the setting of this. This is like a kind of a Beverly Hills upscale mm-hmm. like mansion where you you kind of get the, the layout of the there's like an atrium in the middle that's not accessible but you can see through the windows to the other side of the house kind of deal. Mm-hmm. I right. I love those kinds yeah, of houses. They're like cool. mazes. <laughs> and so she's in this very cool house. She has mm-hmm. um what is her career? Have we established is she like an actress in this or uh, something? I have no idea. I don't uh, remember. I, I don't remember it being clear and if it was it's irrelevant that's the thing it's like stay at home drinking mom what is this about like she she walks into the other room where her husband is and he's dead and she says you idiot so i presume it was an accident mixing alcohol and pills right yes that's what i get from it he has a glass next to him Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is that what you you concur yeah sure (laughs) or yeah dr zedon yeah (laughs) whether he whether he was doing it on purpose or not is also irrelevant, it seems. Why did not concur? <laughs> Catch me if you can. Now that's a movie. <laughs> now that's a movie. movie. Directed by a real director. Yep. Uh, no offense to... Was this the St. Vincent one? No offense to St. Vincent. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Annie but, Clark. Uh, Annie Clark. She ain't St. Vincent. Yeah, there ain't no, <laughs> ain't no saint status here. But Melanie Linsky walks into her cool bedroom to find that her husband is dead and just minutes from now there's going to be a party and we're establishing there's a little bit of a tension thing she is not ready (laughs) (laughs) she's not dressed she's in her nightgown she remains in her nightgown throughout the duration of the child's birthday party she seems kind of wishy like hollywood drinking all day drinking kind of wife and uh she's got the maid and the maid kind of they have like a a rivalry that isn't really capitalized on in this at all yeah it's just kind of there in fact it almost feels like she was the one who murdered the husband yeah yeah they but they don't play with that at all oh Uh, so (laughs) it's irrelevant there's a lot of things in this segment that are irrelevant there's only there's only to me one clever thing that happens in this and that is she the the party's about to happen the daughter is about to walk into the room where the the husband is dead to see her dead dad and he's like no trying to save her cute little daughter and have a good birthday party so what does she do when uh, one Joe Swanberg, director, super prolific, uh, kind of personal hero of mine, he's done a lot of these indie horror movies. And the reason he's a kind of a hero of mine is he made like 11 movies in like th- three years, uh, it, like around 2011. You know, does, are they great? Doesn't matter. Like he <laughs> taught me that you just crank them out, like try to crank. And I haven't gotten to Swanberg status, but... <laughs> He plays the guy in the 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 animal costume. What yeah, is that? Yeah, that's like a panda, uh, I think. Panda. Yeah. yeah. Is, is this guy? I'm trying to look it up right now just mm-hmm. to see. 
and it doesn't appear that maybe he is. He looks like the guy from the office who was like the asshole to Andy when he's trying to take the boat. Is that it? I'd have to. Ooh, is that's late office, so that's hard for me. Yeah, you're not a big. I'm trying to. <laughs> Let's see. Is Joe Swanberg ever been on the office? Because he might have been. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I feel like an idiot because. I don't know. No, I don't think it's him. I'm looking he, through this. Here. Well, he he's like I think probably his most popular movie is Drinking Buddies with uh, Jake Johnson and Olivia Wilde and uh, I believe Mel- Melanie Linsky as well. But um. He and it was all improvised, so he's like, "Hey, Chicago filmmaker, all improvised indie movie, trying to be prolific." Yeah, definitely a hero of mine. Mm-hmm. So he has this little cameo, and he shows up as this panda, and she <laughs> says, "I need your costume." He's like, "What?" And then like, he pieces out of the movie, <laughs> but he does. She gives she does off- offer him two yeah. grand and or a grand and two ounces of medical marijuana. That's right. And they they specify from her knee surgery last year because <laughs> this is a, this is a woman who would not have that otherwise. That was a nice touch. Yeah, I that was that made me actually laugh out loud. And he like he has this big grin on his face. Hard cut to her putting her dead husband in the panda suit. Right now, this is a this to me is a great Columbia College short like that we might have worked on for practicum. Like, but but St. Vincent's doing it, and it's got a some muscle behind it. Um. And but ultimately the party unfolds. Mm-hmm. It's shot very stylistically. She's center framed. Everything's going around around her. Right. I think she's still and you got slow mo party going yeah. on. You got music amped up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and across the table, <laughs> yeah, she's seated. She's seated at the table, and across from her is inexplicably a human sized panda just sitting there. That's that right. I yeah. don't know what she explained to everybody. Yes, <laughs> just sitting there. There for... scenes missing, or they just like that's the script. And if that's the script, then like, yeah, I guess you don't need to explain any more. It's just it is a little, on a practical way, in a practical terms, weird. Uh, but what else? I mean, it doesn't last long anyway, right? No, no. Um, she looks at him and he gets up or someone bumps him a little bit and and she in slow motion starts to see takes the somebody takes the head off yeah and it unfolds and she's melanie linsky's anticipating lying to everybody right she has to make it look natural so as soon as that head falls off she strikes the pose she puts her arms up as everybody else freaks out and that that is the climax and ending of this short right the end like it, it is a, it, it is it, like if you were to mute everything which you can and put st vincent's music over it is a music video oh totally that's all that's totally. what but, it is but what i'm saying and that's why i'm saying i wish that if you if they allowed this because this whole thing is intended to be you know a horror anthology and this is very much and i, I read in the trivia that she herself is not a big fan of horror movies and that's why this is more of a black comedy you know, mm-hmm. like a very bad things, basically, situation. Sure. Yeah. But yeah. if you lean just a little bit more into the comedy of it, that's enough, you know? Yeah. Like, that ending of just like, ah, oh, fuck, this did, like, all of that was for nothing yeah. works. But as an actual, like, short within a horror theme, like, it, it yeah. kind of doesn't work. It, it's... Yeah, I agree that it it does like, like you know I said I like this movie at the beginning and by the end <laughs> if, if you if you were like what's the guy uh, Pawn Stars if I was the Pawn Stars guy and you were to take that idea to me and I would yeah. appraise it I'd say this is a music video at best <laughs> be like no it's a short no dude it's a music, music video, video at best take it take it or leave it 
Um, I think it could have been a much shorter short yeah. <laughs> if, it, if it was, it was just strictly if it was strictly played for comedy. You could have gotten away with this being like a three minute short. And yes, essentially, if you put music over it, it's a music video. But did she um, now is there a correct me if I'm wrong? Is there a moment where she has like a bit of a dream, like a little hallucin where maybe the husband comes to back to life or something? I don't um, think I so. Thought, I don't remember that. I thought he came back to life Just for briefly? a brief second before his head came off of his panda head. It's I, yeah. I want to like I who who could who could be bothered? I don't. Am I gonna watch it again? But. <laughs> yeah. <no>. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, that's it. That's the birthday cake or party, whatever. Take your pick. <laughs> uh. Now the third one is my no. Now I appreciate. The box. I don't appreciate that it's kind of a half measure in my book. The birthday party. I think I appreciate just the huh, of it. Now the third <laughs> one. I think the third one is my least favorite. And that's which one? Don't, don't fall. fall. And I'll be honest with you. I did start to tune. I, I think I was dozing. <laughs> you know why? Because this is the perfect. Like the first two are very very small casts, right? Yeah. And that's fine. But this one is like. It's an ensemble piece, and it it's a perfect showcase for bad, like, anthology indie acting, where I'm just like, these people are just a little unnatural. Um, what I dig about it, I like how it's shot. I like how it's graded, particularly. Um, you can tell that they're – are they in um, – they're in a deserty setting, right? Yeah, it starts with them like climbing rocks, so they're like hiking out in the desert. Like a it beach, like. kind of. Yeah. What I what I was watching and I was like, I bet like the filmmaker was like, can we make the sand anything but like, can we make it not the color of sand? Can we make it like more golden? Can we make it more <laughs> platinum? And then every the grade, the rest of the grade just follows that. Mm-hmm. But like it has a. Um, a different like a different look than what you'd expect from a, a typical beach uh setting yeah, yeah. and i respect that about this short but everything else i don't really <laughs> this reminds me of like a episode of supernatural where the winchester mm. brothers did not did not save them at all <laughs> they just didn't appear so what's the setup for this episode of supernatural so the friends are out hiking um together there's, there's four a, of them right? four friends and um we they come across this uh, cave painting. Mm. They're like, oh, that's cool, man. Mm, uh, one of them's like the you have to have the yes, one who is yes. majoring like in anthropology, <laughs> exactly. so he knows like when they were made, who made them, <laughs> and, and what, what it's supposed to mean, what it might mean for them. <laughs> you know, also, the kind of information that real anthropologists would be like, I don't know. I'd have to do some <laughs> like digging and figure out exactly <laughs> what that is. But <laughs> some like 22 year old is like, oh, I know exactly what that is. And then you've got and uh, you've got it wrong. You got two yeah. women. They're a lesbian couple, if I'm not mistaken. And then like so. the party bro with the beard and sunglasses <laughs> yeah. who just Who's, wants to have a good time. Yeah. The brother of one of the lesbians. Yeah, mm. he tags the tag along. Usually there's a tag along. One of my favorites is the guy in the wheelchair in the original Texas Chainsaw. Come on, Frank, it'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, Texas Chainsaw. Possibly. Uh, well, that's, uh, never mind. No, I'll just he literally it. does that mm-hmm. in that that fast. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but they, yeah, they're all together. They go to the beach and like they're just there. Are they there to just to party? Or are they like 
there for more than like are they for a project or like an anthropology report? No, just the just the one dude has an indie joint, and it's like <laughs> lights an indie joint. He yeah. lights an indie joint, but it's like it also is like one of those indie joints where it's like, did the writer of this know what a joint is actually like? Because the guy's just I, like, oh, I got way too stoned. <laughs> Yeah, like it's like you're a fucking adult. Why nobody acts like this at this age? <laughs> it's true. Like they're just yeah, you're right. They're all just a little too 1980s like yeah. teenager at at a uh, Camp Crystal Lake. The the mm-hmm. odd thing about portraying a modern stoner is that there's nothing about them that would seem like they're a stoner. You know, like there's nothing you can lean into now that would feel believable. That's what makes. Yeah. Um, did, did we do Cabin in the Woods? That is that under 90. Have you seen that movie, Jer? I don't know. If we did it, I saw it, but I don't remember shit about it. Great representation of modern yeah, stoners agreed. is the stoner character in that. The fool, quote yeah. unquote. But um, we digress. Um, they, uh, oh yes. Yeah. They go to the like. They see the painting. They're like, oh, that doesn't bode well. Like, because mm-hmm, back in the mm-hmm. day, they used to like something to do with maybe sacrifice, sacrifice probably. Yeah. And then one of them breaks off to go pee or something. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. they're like, well, he's been gone a long time. This isn't funny. And then they go and like, <laughs> they one goes in the cave and he sees that the other who went away broke off. I think it was the either the bearded bro or the uh, the anthropology bro. But they're like possessed by like yeah. a demon, right? Mm-hmm. And the effects are just. It's terrible. It's like a guy in a black unitard, and they I like literally, put on some I, I CGI's. Fucking, I fucking fell asleep during this. That I don't oh, remember really? anything you're telling me. I, I I know I dozed for a couple minutes. But you like this movie, Jerry? <laughs> Again, I'm gonna re uh re. I'm gonna, I'm gonna figure out my stance by the end. <laughs> I'm gonna flip flop on this like fucking. Um, but um, they uh, they all get possessed one by one, right. essentially by this like shitty black demon with like glowy eyes. It's like a yeah. shitty Baba Duke without the top hat <laughs> or the effects. Really like budget. bad Whovian uh, effect. Is, it's like, yeah, yeah, you were saying it's like a um, person in a leotard, and you can clearly tell Doctor Who esque. Yeah. yeah, very much so. <laughs> you expect David Tennant to point his sonic yeah. screwdriver at it? Yeah. Like, do, you th- do you think they get away with that still because of it's just like no? No, that's what the show has always been yeah, like, for right? 50 yeah, for 60 no, years now. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Like you lose the camp in Doctor Who and I'm yeah. not even that big of a Who fan. I'd be mm-hmm. like you lose a big part of what Who is. Yeah, yeah. agreed. Um anyway. Anyway. <laughs> they uh they all get picked off one by one, and then, like, I think it just ends abruptly. I can't even remember um, how it goes back to that symbol on the, like, oh, remember yeah. that symbol of the four people? Yeah. It happened. <laughs> yeah. So, like, the thing that happens in this, like, the girl who was, like, is, like, the the prude of the group. Yeah. She gets mi- turned into the monster and kills each one of them. Uh, she gets possessed. Yeah. So, I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Um. There's no, I don't think there's a theme or anything. Like unlike the previous two, yeah. Like it's just like, hey, how about a possession beach? Uh, Random horror. possession, yeah. yeah. That sucks, frankly. Yeah. No. Sorry, people who made it. I know you worked hard on it, but like the, it just, eh. um, that's probably my least favorite. Yeah. Anyway, on to the last one. But first, you get a here's a tool video for you. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you gotta, gotta do this. There's a great um it was made during the pandemic as a sketch by the these guys I think it's uh, Nick and Brad and they do uh uh comedy bang bang they write for Drew Tarver and there's one with Drew Tarver where it's a Zoom 
Tool cover band. I think they're called Schism, and they're doing a <laughs> rehearsal via Zoom. <laughs> and they play uh, that song. I think it's Schism. And it's just so dumb and funny. Um, so yeah. Anyway, Tool. I don't. I don't like Tool. <laughs> uh, okay. The last segment is probably my favorite. I think it's just competently shot, well directed, well performed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This once you get you learn the twist and spoilers. Can I just say what the twist is in this sure. short? Yeah. Do it. I'll tell you what this short is about, if if yeah. I may. It's about a woman who is previously offered up by her shitty husband, ex-husband, right. with a deal with the devil, mm-hmm. which they don't really they don't linger on too much, which is just great because yeah. like all we know is that he's a Hollywood actor who goes from woman to woman. He must have made a deal with the devil, we think. And he literally did. He offered up his yeah. meek, now rape victim of a wife, to yeah. the devil to have the devil's only living child, which is her son. And it has a very uh, we-need-to-talk-about-Kevin yeah. aspect going on for, yes. like, the majority of this, where the, you don't know if this kid's going to be Dahmer or if he's going to be a sweetheart. But, yeah. like, you strongly suspect he's going to be a demon. And that to me it's it's rich with tension and suspense and i i was enthralled by the story to be honest mm-hmm. and the performance of this woman once you find out that she was raped by the devil and that she is yeah. a is a rape victim and she's just trying to do her best yeah really got to me oh, yeah God. she looked like like <laughs> Jerry's gonna chime. Jerry, please. No, no, I'm not. No, I'm please. just gonna say, like, you know, her performance was totally like fine and good and all that, but like, I was so distracted because I didn't have my phone near me at the time. I was like, it's not Judith Hogue, right? That's that, I'm not looking at April O'Neil right now, right? Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't know what she's from, but I thought she was great. Uh, yeah. Whoever she is, and the kid not was great yet. too. He was good, not- yeah. I think uh, Karen Kusama, Kusama. I think she's just great with the actors that she works because like you watch The Invitation and it is it's a strong ensemble thriller that relies heavily on the performances mm. of every single one of them, including the great John Carroll Lynch, who shows up in the movie. <laughs> uh, she she just I think she knows how to work with actors and like the, the dynamic between the son and the mother in this, I thought was really compelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to look right now and see. If uh, like who he is, the um he looked like like Heath Ledger like he kind of yeah, had like he he, he had dark like you know yes. Heath Ledger had like black eyes almost mm-hmm. yeah but, like he pulled it off really well. <laughs> yeah. It looks That's like what his it, kids doing. Yeah. If I if I'm correct, his yeah it's uh Kyle Allen is his is he name. he looks like the kid from a movie called another great thriller called The Snowtown Murders. It's Australian. How, uh, when would that have been made? Let me see. Probably 2000. Uh, nah, no, he doesn't have that many credits. Yeah, he, he looks like, maybe he's Australian. Maybe it's just an Australian look, the black eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're either a Hemsworth and Margot Robbie <laughs> with blue and the blonde, or you have black eyes. Right. Uh, <laughs> um, no he, it looks like his, uh, the thing that he, he did 36 episodes of a show called The Path. The Pat. Oh, okay, with uh, Aaron Paul. That was the cult thriller mm. that was for, I believe, Apple Plus. All right. Um, oh, and he was in West Side Story, apparently. We just watched that uh, oh. not too long ago. Not didn't, didn't love it too much. Yeah. But, yeah. And the in between. Huh. huh. Well, I think and he's great space in this. Audited. Let's see his upcoming projects: The Greatest Beer Run Ever, 
Rosaline, <laughs> okay. and Masters of the Universe. Oh, shit. I'll be playing Prince Adam slash He-Man in Masters oh. of the Universe. Live so, action or? Uh, let's see. This one in particular, it does not say. It looks like this is the live action one because I know that there's still the animated scene. I don't give a fuck about it. Yeah, I know. Either way. I'm not going <laughs> to watch it either way. He-Man. Fuck most 80s toys. <laughs> except so, for the Turtles. Thundercats and Skeletor and uh, <laughs> even Transformers. Man. I don't give a fuck about Transformers. I'm from. I was born in '85 and I still don't give a flying fuck about Transformers. We, we just lost some. We just lost some of the listeners. I think. I don't. But. I don't give a shit. Yeah, eat poo. No. Um. No. 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 Please come back. But um. They're gone. Uh, they, they. They're not hearing us. You know how I know. <laughs> you know how I know that this one is like just more a little more elevated a little more edgy like and in a good way is there is a fucked up moment it's where the the eggs right yeah mm-hmm. it's it because it looks like they might grow their have their own eggs mm-hmm. or something yeah because there's like a little bit of blood like fetus in the egg that's in the pan mm-hmm. and the kid this son of the devil walks up the mom sees him and he like picks into it and he eats the the like the yeah. fetus blood yeah, yeah. it's it's disturbing, and yeah. I'm like, okay, like, don't give me super, like, this is genuinely disturbing. Like, let's not get too gross here, but like, I'm, I'm, I'm in, and, <laughs> and like, now we we need to get to inside this kid's head, and we kind of try to do, and what else does he kind of do? He's oh, his, his his fucking toenails keep fucking yes. like he's go he's getting all Teen right. Wolf, where his nails are getting right. long and. He's going to be 18. He's going to graduate high school, you know, all that very soon. And that's what the, the climax of this whole thing is. And when he turns a certain age, maybe the devil will come and claim his only son. Right. Uh, so that's kind of crazy. I this I just I, I found it kind of funny. Mm-hmm. And maybe this is some uh, fucking privilege on my part to, <laughs> to say this. But it just I found it amusing that this 18 year old was riding his bike to school. <laughs> like, yeah. it's just something about that. Interesting. Yeah. Charming. Both of like, us were driving like junior, <laughs> at least junior to yeah. senior. Like, year. You're a senior. You get a parking pass, but it was like, you know, like not everyone has a fucking car. I get it. Not everyone needs to ride a fucking car True. to school, yeah. but it just, it made me laugh when it was just like this kid who's like possessed by, or is like becoming a demon <laughs> has to still ride his bike. Yeah. to school. That's <laughs> cute. She's, that is funny. I didn't think about that. But she keeps looking in the bathroom like at night and yeah, he like there's blood on the sink. He's literally like pulling his his devil nails off of his his body. And what I was going to say is there's been an incident at school involving uh, one of his classmates, right, right. like a potential fa- valedictorian. So she knows she's not going to fuck with him. He ripped off like her fingernails. Yeah. Uh, Managed to get them all, I think. How? We don't know. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. Did he, like, tie her up? Because that's mm. the, uh, did he pin her down? But the mom's there, and it, like, I felt so bad for the mom in this scene. Yeah. Because it's, like, it's, she's a black, it's a black family, and it's all these white people in this office, including the principal and the, the, uh, the counselor. And they're, like, basically, we're not going to do anything. Yeah. And the mom's, like, are you guys serious? Like, the, he terrorized my daughter. And this is the mom, yeah. our main character, sitting there. And, like, even the mom, our main character, is like, you're not going to punish him? And this is 
I, you know, I love cults and I love mm-hmm. that kind of unspoken agreement between cults like Eyes Wide Shutty. I keep yeah. calling back to that where they're like, of course, we're not going to punish your son because after, you know, the, the black mom leaves frustrated, understandably, yeah. they're like, your son is very important. Like to, destined or, to change the world. And I'm like, ooh, this is good. <laughs> this is very juicy. He's obviously important they're saying he is and it's going to build to something and uh, you you as a viewer strongly speculate it's demonic in nature yeah, yeah. um th- it, where it falls apart for me is at the end like the the actual climax and it's about yeah. a, a mother's love really and that's kind of the cheesy part of it and you can tell it's made earnestly by a woman who i i, I presume karen kusama is a mom and and like is trying to send a message to the world with the climax of this. I still read it cynically. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> but it, like, what happens here in the climax? Um. So uh, he's the son says. Uh uh, uh, basically, I'm gonna go live with the devil, mom. And, I'm living with dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he makes her like crawl and like uh, oh, towards gets, him. Yeah. It's really weird. Almost sexual. And then she. I like, really thought of, it was gonna cross that disturbing yeah, line where yeah. he was gonna like demand yeah. that she do. I didn't think they were gonna show it, but like just the words yeah. like would have haunted me. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like please don't. Yeah. Please don't. And they don't. They don't. She. He just wants her to kind of worship because he, he knows he's the prince of 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 darkness's darkness son. Or whatever. You know? Yeah. So. So, uh, but she uh, turns it and she's like, um, "You're my son too. Half of you is mine, and and um, I'm not gonna give you up that easy. I guess. Yeah. A very basically a, a pretty powerful message for any mom who who has i i take it as i'm a mom i have an ex-husband who is mm. a real piece of shit yeah and my son is like probably stuck between homes i just want him to know that there's a good half yeah and it's mine you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. and i think that's pretty powerful i just think it's like cheesy the way she's holding him and the lights are <laughs> yeah. flickering and everything's going insane yeah because the, the presence of the devil's there the, fucking, yeah. the demon does come in pretty like that presence comes in very quickly after she's like yeah tries to like reason with him and like and then um yeah it, it she starts to like go into this speech which it feels like she's performing it like a speech she's delivered many many times and has to get <laughs> verbatim so she's just kind of going through the motions of the speech are you talking about um she's recalling like the day he was born yeah it's a bit like signs when he's Trying yeah, to comfort the yeah. kid, and he's having an asthma attack. <laughs> right, but whereas that. whereas that feels like a father just trying to tell a story to like mm-hmm. get take his kids' minds, it feels like she has delivered these exact words many many times, <laughs> sure, and just sure. has to go through. You remember that day, right? We have to do this. Like like oh, <laughs> the, like they just getting every beat that feels like. <laughs> Sun's going down real low. Sun's yeah. getting real low. <laughs> oh man. Um, I was looking forward to this episode because I there's not a lot to say about each of these segments. They end abruptly. I'll say that about all of them. And, and I'd say this one is the most complete meal, is her fighting yeah. off the devil with love to her son. Devil goes away. How does it – is there like a twist ending or is it yeah, just – Yeah, he kills them both. Does he? Oh, yeah, yeah he, he does. Them. The devil literally like a split um, – Spoilers for Split with James McAvoy, how he crushes them by right. hugging them to yeah. death. Basically, she's holding the boy and like the the, the devil's like, let me get on that man. <laughs> you don't see him, but he crushes their yeah. bones. Yeah, like, so it's like a family hug. An invisible figure crushes their bones yeah, together yeah. and they die on the floor. And that's the end. 
it's pretty fucked up yeah and dark um and then you cut to another tool video and then the girl comes to life at the end and then that's, that's the right. end that's yeah right. xx that's it xx um, um yeah so did i like it still uh, <laughs> <laughs> no i do like i said i i thought that that first segment was very uh very gripping mm-hmm. and uh, ultimately frustrating but very gripping mm-hmm. i i i did enjoy the birthday party segment because it was like a black comedy and i was just choosing to watch it as a comedy like i yeah. was i was grasping at the comedy so the ending didn't bother me as much because i was just like she's just kind of like oh fuck like well yeah of course that's a sketch ending like no that didn't work blackout (laughs) you know um and then yeah the third segment i didn't really remember all that much yeah i agree that yeah this last one felt competently made but distracted me with my limited knowledge of uh judith hoag's resume (laughs) whether or not it was Actually, her. Jared's spending the whole time wondering, is that April O'Neil from oh, the April's first? doing a good job. Why doesn't April get more work? Yeah. What? I heard, like, what was the, I don't want to, no, nah, I don't want to talk out of school, but I'll look up Judith Hogue when we're done here. But, uh, um, yeah, that's the end. Like, and I feel like you can, like, you can reboot it, but the problem is you need a good movie from the get-go and this first movie is not good so you can't make a sequel on it you mean you what are you could... talking about they did that with the suicide squad they could do yeah. it with x <laughs> you're totally right you're totally right jerk they they could make an xx2 and it could i know it would have to be better than this one unless they were really shitty i would hope it would be better um and i would like to see that because i like the concept like i said yeah. of this uh female anthology horror mm-hmm. from a female perspective you know but uh yeah, I, I would give this one probably like honestly a four out of ten, maybe five. Yeah. 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 Oh, I'd give it a little higher than that. But... <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it a six. <laughs> a gentleman's six. A gentleman's six. Uh, what? Well, yeah, that's 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 all. That, like, XL. What? Like, what do you guys think XX is? Like, what's the significance? The chromosomes. Yeah, XX chromosomes. Oh. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was like whiskey bottles in cartoons. That's three X's. Yeah. Well, that's if you want the really powerful <laughs> stuff. Yeah. But then that yeah, that's that's getting getting <laughs> scandalous yeah. too. Yeah. Um but yeah, that is XX from twenty seventeen, directed by four well, five women technically with the animated segments. And that is our X title appropriately for our 90 under 90 a to z oh my god we're getting so close to the end what if they made an xy is that like would it be two male segments and two female segments well xy would be a male a like, male yeah. <laughs> then what about y only there, there is no yy i gotta go back to school you guys i'll see you later uh, and that's gonna be it for us this week we'll be back with our letter y next week why why because <laughs> that's what's next anyway. uh, uh, until then I am Jeremy Eden I'm Dan Eden and I'm Katie Eden <gasps> hey! <laughs> hey. that's a wrap what do you mean you're out of chocolate how can that be